Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. My name is Brianna Shelnut. I am your host, and I'm joined by the awesome, by the amazing, by the incredible Nessa Goss. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I need to introduce you more often so I can say all of the great things. Here, go ahead. About we can, you. You, can, you can introduce me. <laughs> I am Nessa Goss, your co host here with your real host, Brianna Shelnut, who is the awesome, beautiful, amazing, strong, inspirational mother that is about to have two children. I know. And two she babies. is just so amazing if y'all think of me at all <laughs> send me a prayer because i'll need it because <laughs> it's coming up quick yes coming up quick you know it's ooh, two kids two yeah. kiddos but it's gonna be good it's gonna be great the lord hath blessed me yes <laughs> it's always intimidating any new season in life yes. no matter what it is and then you're in it and you're like wow and then once you're out of that beginning season yep. you're just like i did it yeah you did it and you you know you can surprise yourself yeah but recently something that god's been telling me is to go into this season um with a, with a spirit of praise mm. um a spirit of praise and a spirit of just you know um exalting him yeah. above all all else above everything so that's what we're doing we're going into this season with praise that is good um awesome so we're excited. It's it's been a hot August. Um, once again, pray for your girl. I'm nine months pregnant in this heat. Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't know if you guys know this, but we're in Georgia. Yes, <laughs> we, yes. we are located in for Georgia. For those of you who are listening outside of yes. Georgia, yeah, we're we're in Georgia and it's hot. Um, there hot. are there are only trees here. Uh, yeah. It we we don't live in. A it's little, the type of hot where even if you're in the shade, it's, it's still hot. hot. Like yes. there's no escaping the hot unless you're inside in, in air conditioning. Yes, because so, the it's humid. Mm-hmm. the The air feels like it's thick, so you just walk outside and you're like, <laughs> you're swimming. <laughs> it's a it's a different type of heat. If yeah. you're up north listening or anything like that, it's yeah. it's, it's something you never wish to experience. No. But we're living, we're thriving. Our hair looks good. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> But we are here and we're so excited to be here with you guys. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed the episodes with Pastor Mark Evans, who was with us last week and the week before that. Mm -hmm. Um, We're actually going to do a three-parter. So we're still going to continue our conversation with biblical and toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not going to get super in-depth because we feel like Pastor Mark has already, you know, covered it. But we just want to give you guys practical advice and practical biblical verses and where we're coming from with all of this. Um, We feel like we did a really great job last week and the week before that discussing um, the culture aspects of biblical and toxic masculinity, but we're just going to give you guys some, you know, biblical practices to apply. And so this will be a nice little quaint episode. It's just me and Nessa today. So we Mm -hmm. hope you guys enjoy it and that you guys are blessed. Yes, absolutely. We're actually going to start in kind of a weird place in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know that Proverbs is an amazing book of the Bible and it's really the book for um, men I've heard that said yeah. like it, it's the book written for men so if you have time and you want to do a Bible study for um, masculinity definitely go look in Proverbs because I we really Proverbs do think is just like it's really good for just practical wisdom yeah practical yeah. wisdom maybe one day we'll have yeah. to do an episode on proverbs for sure yeah, because there's good. a lot of good little nuggets in there but we'll hop around into proverbs but yes. right now we're gonna start in mm-hmm. first kings yes. um so what you got nessa well one of the things that i love that pastor mark had said was just mm-hmm. seeking the wisdom of god and it's not about male or female or it's about the wisdom of god mm-hmm. and you know, this is First Kings, which is King David and Solomon. And we had talked about the wisdom yes. in that 
David prayed for wisdom in Solomon's due season. And so I just thought that that was really cool that the, just the wisdom of God, it all intertwines and really any time in life, it points back to, are you seeking the wisdom of God? Yep. Or so, the wisdom of the world. So yes, good. exactly. Um, we like that. Pastor Mark had said that. Mm-hmm. So good. And so this is first Kings two and it's talking about Dave. He's David. King David is on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. So he's giving his final instructions to Solomon. Mm-hmm. And so, First Kings 2, I'm just going to read through, I think, verse 9 or so, because then he dies. <laughs> then <laughs> it says, as the time of King David's death approached, he gave his charge to son Solomon. I'm going where everyone on earth must someday go. Take courage and be a man. Mm-hmm. Observe these requirements of the Lord, your God, and follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written to in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. If you do this, then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. Hold me. Or he told me, if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. Mm. And that's where I wanted to end. And I just thought that even though he mentioned the the laws and the decrees, it still says, just like Pastor Mark had said in previous times, if they follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to your heart and being born again and seeking God, mm-hmm. not just following rules and regulations, um, but having a change of heart. And only God can do that. Yeah. Um, and it's just really awesome that we went back to King David and Solomon and the wisdom. Like, I know it's wow. been a minute. Yeah. Cause we, we've been asking how can men, where can they go to know like what to do and yeah. practically how to be a biblical man. And here it just says, Follow my commands, my regulations, the laws written, and you will be you will be successful. It says that if you do those things, you will be successful. But also, love me faithfully, serve mm-hmm. me faithfully with all of your heart and soul. It's almost not the answer you think it will be, right? Um, I like that he says, "Be a man," you know, yes. like be a man, be courageous, yes. you know, take a stand, um, have strength. And I like also that. And we've talked about this with David and Solomon, the evidence that God is generational, Mm -hmm. that God cares about what you pray over your sons and daughters. God cares about what you, um, what, uh, what responsibilities you give to your children, how you prepare them for the world. He cares. It matters. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of men today do not have a legacy mindset. You know, and I like uh, Pastor Mark kind of mentioned that last week where he was saying that either you're building for legacy or for lust. Like, yeah. are we are we building for the things of this world or are we building yeah. for something that will last? For sure. And so even though Solomon's um, his his goal, like his his not purpose, but his what God entrusted to him was to build the temple. Right. And so even though the temple was just a building, it was still something that he was entrusted to build that God asked him to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, something that we talked about last week was, okay, what's your vision? What is your vision for the world? What has God asked you to do? What has God called you to do? Mm -hmm. Um, And whatever you're doing, 
run full f- speed ahead for it. You yeah. know, don't don't. Um, that's what a courageous man does. Yes. Don't waver in that, you know, run full speed ahead. And some men, I feel like uh, from the men I've spoken to and from the conversations I've had with my husband and stuff like that, a lot of men don't really know what they want out of life. They don't really have a good understanding of what they want to do. And instead, they find themselves kind of floating through life and just, you know, taking whatever job they can if they work, right. you know, or just, you know, dating who, whatever woman that comes along without really having any vision or guide in what they do. And so without vision, the people perish. Yes. That's not just a, you know, cutesy saying. It's like, no, you really do need to have a vision and a goal for your life. And one of the things that helps with that, and we kind of touched on it a bit last week and we had to kind of close it out. But what kind of helps with that is surrounding yourself with other like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I like where they're at. How can I get there? How can I do that? How can I be there? Um, And, you know, it definitely helps, of course, having a father in your life and having people in your life. But if you don't have a father in your life, find a spiritual father, find a good pastor that you can steward under and be like, okay, wherever you're going, I'll go with you until God tells me to move. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow you and I'm going to follow your path. And, you know, I'm going to trust entrust myself to you and to your vision and submit myself under you. Yes. And that way, when I do find a wife or when I do have that purpose or when I do have that calling, I know what to do. I'm not I'm not just floundering or, you know, not gaining skills or not learning anything. I already know what to do because I've already been assigned from God mm-hmm. what to do. Yep. That's so good. So um, I, I just say that to encourage the men out there who may be listening and even encouraging the wives. Like yeah. the best thing you can do for your husband is support his vision. Yeah. Support his vision, support his leadership, yeah. submit a, unto his leadership. And I don't say submit as in, it's a feminist hot topic. Like, no, I mean, biblically submit to your husband and, you know, support him, be his helpmeet, be the person he can come home to and feel loved and supported by. We kind of talked about that, but it, it, um, we are not, women are not created to repair and fix men. Only the Holy spirit and God can do that. But women are created to help men yeah, for sure. women are created to help men in the best way they can with their god-given right. gifts their god-given um personalities everything like you, you're created to help mm-hmm. um and once again not to repair not to you know they're ther- not to drag them to therapy or do anything like that right. or you know that's not what we're made for but we are created to help yep. and um in Ephesians 5, verse 23 through 33, um, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and it, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the words, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without a spot, wrinkle, or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So... This verse obviously, you know, is a hot topic and people take it out of context and stuff like that. But honestly, when you're in a marriage where the husband is loving you as Christ loves the church, kind of like how we talked about, and where you're, you know, submitting your whole heart, whole mind and body and soul as Christ would submit to the church, it really does 
work. Yeah. Like I, I can't tell you, I can only explain the testimony of how submission has worked within my marriage, how it's worked in other people's marriages, how I've seen it happen, how when I've allowed my husband to fully be the masculine man that God calls him to be, mm-hmm. he allows me to be fully feminine with whether that's raising my children, whether that's, you know, um, how I operate in my friendships, how I operate in the church. Like it's completely changed when I've not only submitted myself to my husband, but also submitted myself to Christ and honored Christ. Um, by knowing that Christ has placed my husband as the head, that Jesus has commanded my husband to rule over me and to, for me to submit to him. Mm -hmm. And of course we're not condoning abuse. We're not condoning any of the brokenness that comes with sin. We're not condoning any of that. And we're not saying that at all. If you are in an abusive situation, obviously please get help, get out. But what we are saying is that in a biblical marriage where both parties are submitted to Christ and submitted to the Holy spirit and showing that fruit, things do change Mm -hmm. when you do follow, when you do things God's way and when you do submit to him and when he's the head of the household and when he's allowed to make those decisions and lead his family, things do shift and things do change. Um, And another verse that I like, of course, is first Peter three, verse seven. Likewise, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered yeah you guys i feel like just really fast yeah go ahead even though it says weaker vessels that's talking about our physical bodies yeah it's not talking about our spiritual beings yeah just like pastor mark was saying that we are together ruling and reigning but Mm -hmm. we are a weaker body physically i can't lift 500 pounds and i don't know if matt can but maybe he could but you know i think that's what it's speaking to when it says weaker vessels just your physical body i can't Mm -hmm. labor in the fields with Mm -hmm. the ox for all day like a man can you know what i mean and that's crazy that it's become controversial to say that yeah because what's really funny is we've become so far removed from men and women and their different strengths and different weaknesses like lord bless him and i love him but he would my husband would never have been able to breastfeed for over a year like (laughs) it just was not going to happen (laughs) or give birth like it just wasn't going to happen it there's no one there's no physical way no matter what right media wants to say there's no physical way he could have and there's also no mental capacity way he could have it's something that I and my femininity could only have done just like I can't work 40 hours a week (laughs) I can try but I'll burn myself out I'll miss a period Mm -hmm. it'll be a mess it's exhausting you know like I can't do the things he does and it's not just that you know um, you use the example of lifting 50 pounds you know or 500 pounds yes physically men and women are different and we're created that way and we're designed to be one we're designed to work together and so things really do work better when my husband is oper or when men in general are operating in their full um, ability of masculinity and when women are operating in their full ability of femininity not when we switch sides because I think we get it twisted we think okay the cure to masculinity is more femininity like men need to be more feminine mm. to be right or women need to be more masculine to be right mm. when in reality we're perfect the way we are like yeah. we're 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 created masculine and feminine male and female 
yeah. for a reason and nothing comes nothing good comes out of it when one tries to be like the other or mm-hmm. when one tries to have more traits like the other does that mean that men can't be empathetic and that men shouldn't be you know anything like that no but the bible commands men to be strong to yeah. be courageous to be brave to fight to mm-hmm. fight against the you know, the, the powers of the world, like they, they're, they have a different calling than we do. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's more than okay. It's what, um, I like how pastor Mark put it. It's divine. It's the divine image and, um, the divine way of God thinking. Yeah. So, um, it's really about looking at, like you're saying, both male and female, mm -hmm. knowing that both roles are equally as important because mm-hmm. Mary brought Jesus into the world, yeah. but she still needed a husband. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, it's both are just so needed and valued. And for some reason with the toxic masculinity movement, the masculine has just become bad mm-hmm. and femininity femininity sorry my words you know that's what you need everyone needs to be more like right but then they're turning more masculine so Mm -hmm. it's like no just leave it where it's supposed to be we're supposed to follow the original design no matter what culture says and so um maybe one day we'll do an episode about femininity i know that we've kind of touched on it honestly a a whole bunch um in these past couple episodes because you truly can't talk about one without the other but um Specifically to the men, of course, um, God expects you to be strong. God expects you to be courageous. Um, Does he expect you to be an emotionless rock? No, that's not what the Bible says. That's not the balance that the Bible provides at all. Um, And something I've heard recently, and, you know, hopefully this isn't blasphemy, but (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you. Right, (laughs) right. I've heard that, like, even to the point with, like, today's church, they've kind of feminized Jesus, like they've turned Jesus into this soft spoken, loving, you know, empathetic person, but he was a man. <laughs> like God was a man. Like Jesus was full man. He was strong. He was courageous. He was brave. He spoke out. He, you know, like he had masculine traits. Yes. And when we talk about Jesus, even, and we talked about worship music three weeks ago, but like mm-hmm. even like the worship music, when we're talking about, oh, how much we love Jesus and how much we want to be with him, it's almost to the point where it's like, a man can't even say that because it sounds like, oh, I'm in love with Jesus or it's like an emotional thing when it's really not. When Jesus was the most masculine man out there, like mm-hmm. if you want to look at masculinity, look to Jesus. And so that's always been interesting to me, like how the church kind of responds to to that in weird ways where it's like, OK, why would any man want to follow a flowery Jesus yeah. <laughs> that seems like he has no backbone, that has no respect? You know, like it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. um, we we've greatly even in the church kind of like it, demonized masculinity and have told men, no, the thing that's inherent in you isn't good enough. The thing, the urges you have are bad and you need to completely overturn that and just start over and be more feminine when God has not called you to that at all. Mm -hmm. So I've always found that interesting that that's where we put men and, you know, um, 
what I would say to women is we even need to be careful about the way we think about the men in our lives and in general. Um, I know it's easy to get caught in the trap of, oh, all men are annoying. All men are useless. Um, All men are basically Homer Simpson caricatures that need to be coddled or they're my extra children or they have no purpose or place or all they do is they're lazy. You know, like the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, there's so many, so many things like that out there. Yes, And so we as Christian women, and I say Christians because we're the ones that should be changing the culture. We're the ones that should be turning the tide. We as Christian women need to really step up and honor the men in our lives in whatever ways that looks like, whether that's not always gossiping about what our husbands do or, you know, bad talking them, but also just uplifting them and making sure that, oh, we're supportive and we're speaking life into them. We're not, we're not going to tear them down. I'm not going to be surrounded by people or friends who do that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm going to make sure that my thoughts remain holy and pure towards my husband and that I'm honoring him, not just with my actions, but with my words, with my thoughts, I'm making sure my children honor my husband. Um, maybe, and you know, we've talked about this, but maybe turning off a show that might make husbands appear stupid or lazy. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be hard to find, but it's worth it when you find, you know, like when you find good television that doesn't honor that kind of thing or yeah. that doesn't promote that kind of behavior. Um, and even just raising expectations yeah. like, no, you are a man of God. You're the head of the household. You're going to be the one to pray. You're going to be the one to lead our family. You're going to be the one to make the hard decisions and make the hard, hard calls. And I'm going to submit under you. Yeah. I'm not going to nag you. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm going to submit and mm-hmm. genuinely submit to your will as long as it's following Christ and following the word and following um, yeah. biblical doctrine. And when you're doing that, the woman can feel yes, the ease and trust to do that. And one thing that I really love that Pastor Mark has shared about his daughters um, when they've gotten married or have wanted to get married, he has shared with us that before I think on a Sunday where he has asked each, I think he has only two Mm son-in-laws. So each son-in-law, can you be the priest of my daughter's home? When all hell breaks loose, are you going to be able to be the priest of my home Mm -hmm. or her home? And if the answer is yes, great. You can be my daughter's husband. Yeah. And so for me, that's definitely how we want to raise Arwen, our daughter, Mm -hmm. is to be looking for a man, even if she's only like, you know, 16 years old wants to date somebody can you see him being the priest of your home sure Mm -hmm. you're only 16 right now um but that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. is he showing fruit of living for christ can he be the priest of your home Mm -hmm. when she's older and really serious Mm -hmm. can he be the priest of your home and that's one thing that i have really asked myself for my husband Mm -hmm. and i think so you know and i think what's interesting is i know it's part of the curse right we talked about that, that in Genesis, um, God is very clear that, oh, you will want to rule over your husband, but he will, he will dominate over you. And it's funny in this day and age, like we're removed from the curse because Jesus came and died for our sins. Mm -hmm. But in this day and age, women want to be the head. (laughs) Uh, For me, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more blessed that I know that it's not on my shoulders, that I don't have to make those hard calls. I don't have to, like, there are no verses in the Bible that says that my prayers will be hindered by the way I treat my husband 
But there are definitely in First Peter, there's a verse that says your the way you treat your wife, your prayers can be hindered by the way you treat her or by the way you respond to women. That's incredible and insane. Mm. Like the Bible really does put a heavy emphasis on men, how they're supposed to respond, how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to treat their wives. And sometimes I do feel like it's a higher calling than what women are expected to do. Even the verse that says... Um, Husbands love your wives as um, Christ has loved the church and wives respect your husbands and submit to them. Love is way harder than respecting and submitting. I feel like, like love takes everything you are. And so I think it's interesting that when we do relinquish that control and when we do say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to let you lead him. I'm going to let you um, speak into his life and that I'm going to let you guide him in what he needs to do and who he needs to become. And let me just come up beside him and help him. That changes so much. That changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I I just want to read quickly in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 24, verse five through six, um, what, why we say that in order to reach this high calling, you need a group of men. Mm -hmm. You need to find a good, solid group of Christian like-minded men who are committed to the same, um, the same calling you are, whether that's to have good marriages, whether that's to lead your children to Christ, whether that's to build your legacy, whether that's to combat the craziness and perversion of the world, you need a good group of strong men. And so in Proverbs, it says, um, Proverbs 24, verse five through six, a wise man is full of strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might for by wise guidance, you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Mm. If you feel like you're struggling and that you've been struggling for a really long time. And if you've kind of subjected yourself to the lone wolf mindset and that, oh, I don't need anybody. I can do this. I can conquer this addiction. I can conquer the porn. I can conquer the laziness, the apathy, the whatever it is. If you felt that way, you need to submit yourself under a group of men, Mm -hmm. a group of like-minded, older, preferably men who who have been there before, who have conquered, who are submitted under Christ who love their wives. We talked about that a little bit last week about, oh, um, uh, find somebody who's been married 50 years or longer, you know, or people who are going in the direction you want to go and submit yourself under them We because you can't do life alone. We were not called to do life alone, especially if you're a single man and you're trying to, you know, do the right thing and, you know, be Christ-like. That, mm-hmm. That's hard to do alone. Mm-hmm. You need the Holy Spirit. You need men who can come under you, lift your arms, pray for you, um, pray against the things of the world and the temptations of the world, and who can just be there for you and raise your arms like um, Moses had his arms raised to fight the battle and fight the fight. Yeah. Um, we, we can't express how important that is. Um, we know that women tend to ease more easily, you know, have friends and be with friends but it's so important for men to find those like-minded men and to be in there so if you don't if you don't take anything away from that or if you don't take anything away from this podcast episode take that you cannot do life alone you have to have people who are praying for you Mm -hmm. you know texting you checking on you lifting you up um praying with you and you know for you and you know just being involved in your life Um, I think that's so important. I think so too. I think the most important thing is just to remember that specifically with man and woman, it's two people mm-hmm. coming together as one. And I, I just love 
with the first episode that Pastor Mark shared about the initial design was two people coming as one to reflect Christ. And when you start becoming two individuals Mm -hmm. is when the conflict starts happening Mm because you're no longer one mentality. Yeah. And um, just like you're saying, being a help to your husband and being that support so that he can step out in faith and encourage and all those things. If he doesn't have your trust, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Or if he's a single man and, you know, doesn't have a wife to support him yet, that's okay. Because like you're saying, people around you can be that support. Mm-hmm. It ha- there, how, or there has to be someone else involved to help, yeah. just to help us because we need it. Yeah. And so it's just, it's so good. These are good it topics. Is. The Bible doesn't miss. No, it's, <laughs> it does not. <laughs> so we hope that encouraged you. We hope that blessed you. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in every Wednesday. We we obviously hope to inspire you to read your word every single day is your excuse. Um, but definitely check out Proverbs. Um, we're probably going to have to tackle that soon. But um, just know, you guys, we've got plenty of great stuff coming. We've got great guests coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so excited. We're closing out August. We're doing yeah. we're doing all the things giving be, birth be going praying out of for town. Brianna. yes <laughs> uh be praying for us be praying for me um it, it's gonna be but it's gonna be a good month um yeah this was just the beginning yes um it's gonna be it's gonna be good mm-hmm. so let's close out in prayer and then we'll see you guys next week mm-hmm. nessa you want to pray yes go for Dear it lord thank you for this time that we can just come together read your word hope to inspire people to be hungry for you and seek your truth and we thank you for all the men out there that are seeking you and want to be just the righteous man that you have called men to be and we thank you for them and we pray for them and we ask that you show up for them and that you speak to them and that you touch their hearts and that they find people to help them and support them because they need it desperately desperately lord we pray for a generation of young and old men to rise up in righteousness and in truth god and we need this in this time to raise the children and just to be part of the church and what it's supposed to be so we thank you for these men we love you lord and thank you for being our example dying on the cross for us and we worship you in your name amen amen we'll see you guys next week